How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the best podcast on the planet. See, when I do the intros, I just do it however I want. The Orange and Brew podcast, where we marry our two favorite pastimes, the Denver Broncos and beer. I'm here with my main man, John Cronenberg. You can find him on Twitter at JohnKNFL. You can find me, DR underscore N Manning, on the Twitter. You can find our podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Spoutable. We just started that bad boy up at orange underscore and underscore brew. Today, we're going to talk a little mock drafting. Uh, who doesn't love one except for uh, my man, my Greco will give an F to everyone, but <laughs> uh, everyone else loves them. You know, you, you got to do what you got to do. But before we start, John, how you doing, bro? I'm doing fantastic. It's been uh, a good week uh, for, for me personally. Uh, just getting excited for CU football coming up for spring. Also CSU, both having their spring games on the 22nd. Uh, that's going to be really exciting, obviously. Uh, and and otherwise, I'm really excited for the draft and, and just kind of getting uh, this team going. OTAs are very soon, so it really feels like things have come have started to accelerate very fast. So, uh, you know, I, I'm just having a good time watching some NFL. How about yourself? How's your week been? How uh, how's how have you been? It's good. I'm, you know, I you and I talked a, a second before we popped on. It's a good day in the Manning slash Trembley household. So JT, um, you're welcome for the spot right here. Our uh, our soccer team won today, two to nothing. Pitched a pitched a shutout, two nil, if you will. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, and soccer on the pitch. Uh, so my daughter Haley and his son Luke went out, balled out, did a great job today. And then my son Braylon and his son Noah uh, in baseball went a combined six for six. Uh, got that dub, go bananas! And so uh, it was a, it was an overall good day as we prep for uh, for the Easter weekend. Yeah, I any, also any... am enjoying. Watched a little bit of XFL today. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it was, uh, as Ice Cube would say, today was a good day. Good. I mean, I have to ask you real quick. Uh, yeah. What were your thoughts on Philip Lindsay, though? He's going to be playing later today uh, with mm-hmm. the former CU Buffs, uh, Stephen Montez. Just what are your thoughts in general of him kind of being uh, going to the XFL and what he can uh, kind of do to maybe resurrect his NFL career? Yeah, I think if he can continue to run with power, if he's able to show the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, he can chip someone every once in a while. He's not really going to like stand someone up and pass pro. That was always the biggest thing is uh, his inability to be able to be stout at the point of attack when it came to picking up pass pro. Um, I like it. I think, Hey, you know what you've, you know, he's, he's at least made a little bit of money where hopefully if he managed it correctly, you know, he he's probably fine in the sense of for the foreseeable future. I know he's got at least one little, little one around it's a good shot you know uh, i think this league has a little bit more popularity and appreciation for producing nfl talent and i think that it's a good opportunity for for him to go out there and showcase a little bit of what he's capable of doing i wouldn't be shocked to go see phil dominate i mean he's still you know he's still fast when he runs the ball he still does a good job I think if he got an opportunity to be able to go play in a stretch zone offense, you know, Green Bay, New York, um, with the with the Jets, San Francisco, I think that those are all uh, L.A. You know, I think that they could always use a, a, another back. I think that that's a, a good place for him to be able to go. He's he's 
phenomenal one cut and, and take it. And, uh, and a creative offensive coordinator can maybe mask some of his uh, inefficiencies, but if he's able to catch the ball in the backfield, at least you, you don't know. So maybe he's not picking up the blitz, um, but he's a, he's a, he's a guy that can come out of the backfield, catch a swing pass, you know, uh, uh, angle route, a Texas route, if you will, you know, maybe a, a flare, maybe a, uh, an out and up. He's a guy that at least can run, you know, a small tree and make life difficult for the defender. So I'm rooting for him. You know, I'm rooting for Steve Montez. You know, anyone that, that resided in the state of Colorado for a little bit, I got love for you. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you can go out and ball out. Yeah, I agree with you. And the XFL, I, I definitely agree with the, the, the idea that they are trying to develop players and get them into the NFL. And they are building a quality product. Um, and it's just been very enjoyable just to watch people play for the love of the game and, and try to reach their dreams still versus maybe um, I'm not saying that the players aren't going as hard in the NFL, but, you know, it's just one of those things where they're there and they've made it. So it's, it's, it's just a different dynamic, which is it's fun for me, at least personally. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, it's got, you know, the USFL, I think, did a good job trying to maintain a little bit. Um, but it doesn't feel like they have the momentum in the, the fanfare that X-Fall is able to pull. My assumption and hope would be maybe they they merge, uh, you know, maybe create a bigger uh, a bigger product that's more sustainable and can feed the NFL, which is really hesitant to take on a minor league. Uh, but, you know, the, if anyone can negotiate and has the presence to connect those two dots, it is uh, uh, it is the rock, the man, Dwayne Johnson. So excited, you know, and uh, they're doing a good job. Marketing is great. Uh, the rules, I think, are great. The, the transparency, a lot of the camera stuff, they do a good job. So overall, uh, it's a quality minor league product, which is almost, speaking of bananas, if you love minor league baseball, or if you don't care, uh, still you should go follow the Savannah Bananas. Um, oh. They put on a show. So not only do they uh, treat you at the baseball game, but they understand their role in being able to produce uh, fans. So they go traveling and everything. It's uh, it's phenomenal. So if you have Instagram, uh, go check them out. Uh, do yourself a favor. And if you're in a town that they're going to be in, uh, you should do that. Anyway, yeah. um, we'll, we'll move on to football. But man, we'll do I love football. this. The bananas, Move on to man, and the Denver Broncos. So let's do it. You know, there was a ton of no, there wasn't not much news out of Denver. Uh, as Sean Payton has decided to take a vacation three weeks before the draft. I know that there will be red flags up because people think that every NFL exec, front office folk, head coach, player has to eat, sleep, and drink football. Sometimes, sometimes. They're allowed to not do that. Sean Payton, who I believe now will be in the 17th year of coaching in the NFL level. And George Payton, who has been in, you know, in the front office in the NFL, I think at least in an assistant or in a GM role for 20 years. Probably know what they're doing. I don't know. I mean, at least have some good say. If they're going on vacation, that means all of their ducks are probably in a row. They've had their draft conversations hashed out. They got their big board set. They're they're ready to go. Probably also means that there's not many other free agents that are on the docket. And if there are, I bet Sean Payton has his phone ready. You know, just because you're on vacation doesn't mean you can't answer the phone. You know, right. you see Payton to Payton dial up, you're probably jumping on. So, but since there's not a lot of info out there, we're gonna have a little bit of fun with a uh, with a mock draft. So we're gonna let the Pro Football Network mock draft simulator take us through. Um, through a mock draft for the Denver Broncos. And John and I are going to debate when the Broncos are up about whether or not we take a trade, whether or not we take a player on the board, or whether or not we um, restart it like it's a Sega NFL game because <laughs> there's, someone scored there's, a touchdown on us. That was a little sketchy. You yeah. Know what I'm talking about? Yes. There's, there's those wacky ones. We've all done it where we go, ah, just restart. No, there's yeah. no way. Yep. Yeah. You know, you fumble it on the first play, they run it back, and then you fumble it on the kickoff or something. You're like, no, that was whack. I never did that because I'm a pro and I have integrity, but um, you just brought me back memories of the Broncos. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You know, where you make the, you make the game reset because your buddy is beating you. Um, I've been there before. Anyway, 
So we're going to get started here. Johnny, ready? Let's do it. All right, let's draft. Here we go. So we are on round one. Pick one. We're doing it fast. You know why? Because I don't really care what everyone's doing. And you and I had already agreed we're not going to trade up because we don't have the assets. So yeah. we are picking originally at pick 67, which is the fourth pick in the third round. So we are offered. We have one offer trade currently at the moment. It's for pick 95, pick 122, and 2024 third round pick from Kansas City for 67 and 95. Before we do that, yep, let's take a look uh, who's available. See. Let's take a look and see who's around. So, you know, kind of looking at the top 10 prospects here on the board per the Pro Football Network's big board. We had Derek Hall, who uh, is a pretty good, quick first step uh, Auburn edge player. Rasheed Rice, who I really like. I think he's a, I think he's a good player. I love the MSMU. Yeah, who's got some respectable uh, pub. Uh, Noah Sewell, linebacker. Let me ask you about him a little yeah. bit real quick. Uh, you know, everyone had a lot of hype for him going into this season, thinking, you know, first round pick. Uh, he's definitely taken, uh, you know, a step backwards, obviously. But it, it really doesn't seem to be due to his play, more or less that the NFL community has caught up with with what is going on and what the execs yes. have been doing. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think he is a physically imposing specimen of a human. Um, the issue being... He he is a guy that plays that that needs plays in front of him. Moving back is a little difficult. Carrying tight ends is a little difficult. It's not as smooth as I would like. Um, kind of a rocked up uh old school middle linebacker. So it's a little bit about you know, do you have a scheme that can allow him to consistently play downhill? You know, maybe have a, a light linebacker or a Will and a Sam who um can kind of cover those. Aspects, the hard part is, in the NFL today, that's just not it. He's not overly instinctive, in my opinion. Uh, relies a lot on his physicality and his uh, his athleticism. But um, definitely got the bloodlines, right? I mean, his, uh, his brother is a phenomenal tackle for the Detroit Lions. So, yeah. No, I, I agree with you there. I think he's uh, definitely been a uh, an interesting figure. But I just think there's other linebackers that are – comparable there's just you know there's there's plenty of them and 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 the broncos don't really have a need for it like many years that we usually kind of assume very yeah, comfortable agree, with going with uh, lower pay more um one other name i like is keanu uh benton uh from uh wisconsin really like him i think uh obviously his size and uh he he just really comes off the ball very quickly for me um and, and that's one of the things that i think you need i think he does have uh in terms of, you know, he's good with his pass rush. And uh, I, I think uh, as well as, you know, being a solid run defender, which is something that you need. So I, I definitely am very interested in him. I, I'm not really expecting him to be around here, honestly, but uh, that's just me personally. Yeah, I do. I do like Benton. I think, you know, at 6'3", you know, about 310, um, what was the RAS score? 8.86 RAS score. So a fairly athletic, not overly athletic, but a fairly athletic player. Uh, some of the write-ups have, you know, his his combo of of athleticism, but his power is really appealing. Uh, I like him. I think he's a little bit more polished coming in than some other defensive linemen, um, which is kind of what I I would want for the Broncos. Uh-huh. If you're getting with these th- these third round picks, sixty seven, uh, I want someone a little bit more polished and can make an impact yep. this year. I agree. Uh, I think my only rebuttals might be. So there are some, I think, really quality corners that are available. Uh, so Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami, and then Julius mm-hmm. Brents, cornerback of Kansas State, um, I think are both players who have phenomenal uh, physical skill sets, can sit back and probably learn a little bit. And then additionally, a man Joe Tippin. Yes. He's a, a really athletic offensive lineman, also out of Wisconsin. So the question I think that you and I might out around here for un momento por favor is is this trade sound reasonable as the Broncos do not have a second round pick next year um so you know do you stockpile that extra third uh, move back 30 picks to move up 70 picks 
and you know see what you can bank on on number 68 or we take someone here at 67 see what deals happen at 68 and go from there what is your what's your what is your vote sir what do you think we should do you know personally uh, a part of me wants to just select the player and see if a team comes back with an offer and, and they just can't wait. But, uh, you know, if, if a team is trading up logistically, they're probably going to go for 67. So uh, uh, for, for me, this, this is a hard one trading to uh, a, a divisional foe as well mm-hmm. with uh, Kansas city. Um, honestly, I, I like that extra third round pick, but I think the Broncos need to stay where they're at and, and get their, again, a player of impact right now. And I think that's what they need. What are your thoughts? Would you no, take this? I, I would agree. I think in this first pick, you got to take who you think is a preferred player. Um, so question for you is, so we're going to go ahead and move off of that. My vote would be Joe Tippin. I think he's a guy that can come in and um, and unseat Lloyd Cushenberry right away. Who uh, yeah. To me, he's a starter. And I really like uh, Benton, though. So I'm kind of for both of them. Uh, I yeah. think there will be some athletic corners available later. Essentially, would come in and be your fourth corner um, right away with some starter upside. But, um, but I think that it's a pretty deep class when you start getting to the early fourth round for a developmental prospect. So, Tippin or Penton? For me, Tippin, uh, man, you have to like his size. Even you know, he's a big guy. He's six six for a center. Um, a little bit, you know, concerned obviously with uh, Russell Wilson there. He's a big guy. He can explode off the ball with his weight. He's just uh, he is a mauler in my opinion. And then yet at the same time, he's very uh, has a very good anchor uh, step. Really good with passing off blockers. I, I think this is a player where he fits multiple systems. You got to take him here. I think you need your center. There's a lot of centers later in the draft, of course. But if you have a guy who can go and make an impact right now change this offensive line and get them on the, on the same page. This is a new staff, new, everything's new. Let's start with a clean slate. Let Wadenberg, Cushenberry and Tipman go at it. And whoever comes out as the center, let's, let's ride. Oh, I, okay. I said it the wrong. Let's ride. Did not me to All say right, here it we go. like that. So we're going to take Joe Tipman. Love it. 67. So we have a pretty similar deal here. Um, so we have pick 103 and pick 129 for pick 68 and pick 195 plus Chicago the Bears third round pick in 2024. So now I think you and I both agreed that Benton is a really phenomenal player. We could always counter, so we could always try and get more selections this year. I do like that third round pick next year. Um, yeah, that especially from the Bears. I'm not expecting yeah. much of them. That's yeah, they probably won't me, be very good again. Yeah, so uh, to me, that's um, a much better offer when you're looking compared to the first uh, trade offer just because of, like we said, the uh, the value. Yep. So you, what do you think? Would you try to would you we, try we to hedge on the deal? Because, you know, it kind of looks like, do you think Keanu Benton is, I think he's a starter, day one? Yeah. I, I think he makes an impact uh, day one. I'm I'm just not sure if he's going to be a starter day one obviously with the the defensive line there's been a lot of change um so for me i I still really like keanu benton i i would probably take him uh here and and get an impact player on the defensive line because i feel like afterwards it kind of starts to to shrink up for me at least personally so uh, i really like benton here i'm gonna go against my desire to trade down and gather what, what, more picks, would because I do think. Oh, that's a, it's a tough deal to not take. I do think uh, that Benton is a because you also lost to Sean Williams. So is Matt yes. Henningsen a, a guy that's going to come in and play sixty percent of snaps? Um, maybe, maybe, mm. uh, but I really like him as a rotational piece, but not overly depth. They're not overly uh, stacked with the depth up front. So I think I agree with you. I think we take that deal and we're going to go ahead and select Keanu Benton, defensive lineman, Wisconsin. 
I, I love it. Again, both Wisconsin guys. And uh, again, I think you're talking about quality players who can make an impact for the Broncos this year. Now, uh, this uh, trade offer, I'm very interested in actually, uh, because we're moving back 20 spots and you're, you're essentially gaining a pick. Um, but why don't we look at the players first before we get to that? So really, you know, Sam Laporta tight end who Broncos probably need an additional tight end to that room. Is that something that you want to be able to get early? I, I think that there probably is an athletic tight end that can come in to be tight end three um, with Albert Oakwick would not be in a, more of a flex uh, player. Some pretty right. good running backs. There's also tackle Matthew Bergeron uh, out of Syracuse, who uh, is probably like a year away, maybe a year or two away from starting. Uh, but again, this is for pick. So 108 and 195 going to the Giants for pick 128, pick 160, and pick 172. Uh, so you still remain, so you drop back about 20 spots, and then you're essentially then trading pick 195 or pick 160, 172, which again is uh, not only are you gaining a couple picks, but you're moving up uh, about 20 from that last pick. So really you're kind of gaining, it's a wash, kind of gaining 160. For a team that needs draft capital, so with only five selections, you net yourself one pick, uh, kind of stack them towards the middle. So I am, even though I think Bergeron would be a, a good player at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, I think it would behoove the Denver Broncos to go ahead and move down. What do you think? I, I have to agree. There's other names on here that I really like. Darius Rush as a cornerback uh, to kind of work as uh, maybe Michael, Michael Jamudia, a replacement. But I have to agree. you got to take that extra pick. There's just a lot of depth where you can get uh, another player, and you just have to. Yeah. So let's Love take it. this. All deal. right, here we go. So we're going to go ahead and take that. We're going to take that straight. So now we're back up on the clock. Pick 128. So, of course, the majority of the players that probably would have wanted uh, have been selected in between them. So nice job, all of those teams who uh, were smart. So, that you know, the Giants took DJ Johnson edge out of Oregon. I don't know that I would say that that is a pick that the Broncos would have needed to make. Uh, edge, no, I... I think they can always stack that. Probably not at the moment. So some... I think some pretty good players still here. Yeah. I, I think there are some pretty good interior linemen uh, left, but I don't think that that's necessarily a need. Chase Brown no, running back out of Illinois. Really good player. Uh, shorter, mm -hmm. pretty stocky, but uh, tests really well. So RAS score of 9.79, uh, which is pretty phenomenal. Jair Brown is, a, is, I think, a really good player. Did not test well whatsoever. Um, so a little bit slower on the end. Very versatile, has been able to kind of cover in short spurts, not a deep third kind of guy. Um, there's quite a few running backs. So Kenny McIntosh, who I think is a pretty good player, and then tackle uh, Jordan McFadden, who's a little bit short. So I wonder if that's really yeah. going to um, – He's basically – he, he's he's a guard at this point. That's, uh, what just... I would, that's what I would think because I got a 6'2", um, 3'10", is probably that. I really like – Dontivian Wicks out of Virginia. I watched a little bit of, of some of his tape. Um, he's a RAS score, pretty respectable, pretty good. Sorry, at uh, 9.17, 6.1206. Really fast, long strider. Um, didn't really get a lot of opportunities. Virginia kind of uh, wasn't, wasn't overly fantastic there in the foosball, uh, but I think is a pretty good player. Parker Washington is a good receiver out of Penn State. Um, and then I think here two kind of under um, appreciated players. I'll probably maybe give you a few. I like Makai Gardner. Yeah, I love uh, him. Nine point one Raz, six two two twelve corner at LSU. They know how to produce them down there. You know, I think maybe it's in the water. Uh, who knows? Yeah, uh, but I think no, he's, I agree. A, he's a guy that can come in and play outside and uh, allow the the team to have a little bit of flexibility. And then uh, Moro Ojomo. D tackle yep. out of Texas, Rascor 915, uh, another really good solid option. So is there anyone reminds that me of anyone that you really no, like? Well, or, I'm thinking of, of just Ojomo. I'm I, he kind of reminds me of Deshaun Williamson a little bit. So uh to me that would work uh, as a replacement, but a name that does kind of pop up just because they, they've had a visit is uh Luke uh Shoemaker, um, the tight end from uh Michigan as well. 
Uh, he's he's definitely one of those guys who can uh, produce. Honestly, he, I think he's a solid blocker, or at least a willing blocker, uh, which is one of those key aspects for me. And again, he he can make those plays off, offensively and, and make some grabs. So um, I, I really like him as well. Uh, there's a lot of running backs here. Uh, if you want to go with a, a wide receiver that can return, there was Dell from uh, Houston. Um, that's that's a really good name. Uh, I know his RAS score didn't really perform up to expectations, but again, sometimes I'll take the tape over the RAS score and, and the the combine. Um, so really, you know, for me here, I, I would love to get a corner. I'd like to develop one. I really do like Makai Gardner. Riley Moss is also another name I like from Iowa because he's very physical. Um, so I'd be very tempted to go with a, a lengthy corner here. I So here's my rebuttal. I also would like a corner, a developmental guy. I think there's some really good athletic players. You said Riley Moss. I really like. I like Garrett Williams out of Syracuse, who's a bit uh, down a ways. Uh, and there's Jacorian Bennett, who is a phenomenal athlete, a little shorter, which I think really benefits or allows you to put him in the slot. Um, yep. So I think that there are options there at corner. I really like Gardner. But the Broncos do pick. We do pick again in nine picks at 139. Right. You're so right. So I think, you know, what is the, you know, who's going to go first? Prospect with the biggest gap. And normally I would not say this for this position, uh, but I think, I think there are two options here. So I think Shoe and Banker is uh, at least the way we have it on this big board, which I would agree with. I think that you can get a late flyer kind of guy, but if you really want to get uh, impact year one develops into a starter and 12 personnel year two, I think Shoe and Maker is it. Will Mallory is there at um, from Miami, who's also a really good athlete. But yeah. I think, and they have him listed as a guard. Uh, so Braden Daniels tested really phenomenal. So 6'3", 294, has, in my opinion, the adequate arm length to be able to play tackle. He played left tackle at Utah uh, this last year. So kind of depending on what you think the team's need is, I also think that you can draft a fairly athletic developmental guy with the last pick at left tackle. Um, so with those kind of thoughts around which, you know, what's your hedge bet? What do you think? You know, what's the gamble? Who do we leave on the table? Hope that we get them later. Is it Gardner? Is it is it uh, the tight end? Or do we go running back and try and get someone that we think can come in and start from day one? I have to be honest. Your argument for tight end really won me over. I have nice. to be honest, especially with the the names that are you know falling behind. I think this is the selection with uh, Schoonmaker um, out, of, out of Michigan. I think that's a, a great selection. And I think this is the perfect spot value-wise. Everything works out. Great. I like it. Yep. Back in the fourth round, probably going to be a guy that comes in and contributes early and uh, gets some good run. Will Mallory is still there. Uh, pretty high RAS score, not the same as Schoonmaker. So uh, what else? Yeah, and I, I think that um, – you know, with, with Mallory, he's, he, you know, still has a few things he needs to develop on. So I yeah. think it'd be, you know, just a little longer of a process. Yeah. yeah. Last year. And last year was a really regressive year for the entire Miami, Miami team, which yeah. I really enjoyed. Go forward to see. Yeah. Florida so, still dominating with the yeah. uh, portal yeah. and just yeah, everything. Everyone in the state of Florida. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so we have options here. So we are at pick 139. We can also obviously go out, see if we can move back with a team. Uh, and see what we can offer. However, we do have some pretty good players on the board. So again, we have Braden Daniels, who I talked about just a second ago. We do have Makai Gardner and uh, Ojimo. So D-tackle again out of Texas. Several running backs who I think can come in and contribute early. So Tajay Spears, you know, he was the, the talk of the town in Mobile. Yes, he was. A lot of fumbles, though. That's an issue holding on to the ball. Um, right. But I think that there's some other players that can do some really good stuff. Uh, later on, I really like Keaton Mitchell. Tested pretty well. Mohamed yes. Ibram, uh, Ibrahim, great, great who was phenomenal before he got injured uh, a couple of years ago, was running all over Ohio State. I know that JT really likes him as a developmental prospect a little bit later. Rashawn Johnson is a Texas running back who hasn't got much pub uh, because of, uh, of John. But I yeah. think that he's uh, he's a good player. So I think that's a position that you can wait on and get a starter. So the question, in my opinion, is what's the need at receiver? You know, is that a position that we need to go? And or do we just take, you know, our top rated cornerback in Mackay Gardner that's left? 
Yeah, I think a wide receiver is a need, obviously, uh, because we have players that are, you know, likely on their way out after their one year, you know, left on their contract. We're looking at, you know, speaking of Hamler, who's been injured and again, one year left. Um, so I think wide receiver is a need that I I wasn't planning to address in, in the draft, um, but it just kind of worked out that way where with injuries and everything, you just, it has to be an option. Uh, and there's still other corners. So uh, for me here, I, I really just, I, I think Makai Gardner is someone I want to develop. Um, that's just me personally. And, and like you said, with Bennett from uh, Maryland, he, he tests very well. Um, and again, with his, his size, you know, People, you know, are saying he doesn't have the size. I, I think he's actually pretty good size, honestly. Five ten. Um, what really matters is his ability to accelerate and, and you know get you know attack the high point of the ball. Yeah. And uh, I think that's one thing that a lot of us need to recognize is that you know even if you're shorter, if you can get to you know have that vertical and can get there and, and time it right, uh, it really makes a difference. So um, I'm I'm leaning towards. Uh, <sighs> You know, I'm leaning towards corner. I just, I'm not sure which one on I like a lot here. I agree. So I, I think, uh, you know, there's some really good athletes, I think, at this range. Um, kind of nine plus Raz guys. So, wonder, wonder if we can uh, make a little deal. So, we're going to call Cleveland. Yes, let's call Cleveland. Who uh, has picked 140 and 142. I think moving back one spot probably won't get them to do a deal. Maybe moving three spots back, see if we can get pick 229 out of this deal, see if they go for it. What do you think? Let's give it a go. They're stingy. Stingy, stingy. However, you know what? The Bears, they played nice with us earlier. They pick about nine slots later, uh, and I think that would allow us to be able to get pick 218. If not, they do have another seventh round, so we can always see there if that would entice them a little bit so first go no um we'll see nine picks again we're gonna try for another back end seventh round all right nice. so I, I, I like that because then you pick. have I, I do like that yeah Ooh, okay. right before the broncos uh john Gaines yeah. went who I, I really do like uh honestly yeah. he's um, a bigger kind of center, which works for Peyton and his wide, kind of wider body kind of guy. Yeah. So I, I definitely like that. Um, yeah. Uh, so again, we have a corners are still there. Corners, <laughs> corners here. So you know what? Let's go ahead. And back's and there. Let's see what we can do. I bet Tampa is far enough back that they and they have plenty of uh, picks here. Yeah. So maybe what if we package these bad boys? Let's see if we can move up a little bit. So let's um maybe there there's not enough room. However, San Francisco, who has essentially two drafts for the picks, my goodness gracious. Oh uh, well done. Well done to them. See if maybe we can get 155 and 216 for 148. No, but we can always offer maybe a little something different. Let's uh let's see what we can get maybe for. And we'll try one more time for maybe a kind of a back end seventh round. So we'll move back, you know, seven, seven picks or pick like two. You really want to have a, a full 90 man roster they when uh, the draft is over. <laughs> in their draft. That's uh, yikes, they're stingy. No wonder they they really need them. Really need these yeah. picks. Come on, come on, guys. Make a deal. Make a deal here. I feel good about this one. Pretty easy peasy. Nope. All right. One more swing at these here Niners. Maybe that's just not a player that they want. All yeah, right. I mean, that it appears that Let's this see. is kind of where there's a, a gap here, and uh, there's a lot of similar players where yeah. th that's where it kind of can, can go that way, where teams don't want to trade up. Yep. So we'll maybe see. So I was thinking here. You know what? Doesn't look like we're going to be able to move back within no. trade. We could go further, further back, but we do have one pick 160. So you know what? I think we go ahead and make a trade. I think we go ahead and, and pick someone here. We could go at receiver. Michael Wilson out of Stanford, uh, 9.54. So the question is kind of what position do we think maybe we need to take a swing at? I think there are some really good athletes and developmental guys really at all of the positions. Maybe that's an opportunity for us to get a three down uh, running back, potentially. Yeah. Um, so again, Rashawn Johnson, 
uh, six foot two twenty five, who I think can come in and fit the bill. Um, again, Keith Mitchell is pretty late. So question for you, John, you know, maybe let's take a swing at either receiver or running back. Which one do you think will get, uh, it will kind of get an opportunity to get a player we like in. So for wide receiver, I'm honestly struggling a little bit with these uh-huh. like kind of later day, day three guys. I, I would honestly defer to you. I know that I, I like the kid from Princeton, uh, I think I mentioned Dell from Houston, but that's really the the uh, the only names that are coming to mind that I really want to you know would want to to go out there and grab versus you know undrafted uh, free agents or again signing someone who's a name out there that um, you know just didn't didn't find a home and is a you know yeah. third tier kind of uh, yeah free agent. Yeah, I really like Michael Wilson. I think uh, you obviously have to have some book smarts going to Stanford. So I think it's a guy at least intellect wise, you believe can come in and pick up some NFL concepts. They really run kind of old school NFL concepts there in uh, at Stanford with David Shaw when he was there. So I really like him. Plus he's a really good athlete. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he can play inside and outside. Um, so he's a guy I think that has probably his draw, his stack, his stack, his stock is fairly low because of the offense he's coming out of. And they weren't very good. Yeah. Haven't been very good. No, they the were not good years. last year. Uh, and I think you can get a starting running back a little bit later. I do like uh, Princeton's receiver. Uh, is it Iosibas? Andre Iosibas, I think. Really fantastic RAS score. Uh, yeah. But played against really meh talent. So uh, I don't know where that would it's go. It's going to take really some like time to get going. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, think, uh, I will Michael defer Wilson's to you here. I'll, I'll defer here oh. and definitely take Wilson because I agree. There's running backs to be had throughout. Yeah. So. We feel like we can get one later. So we got some pretty good corners still here. So we got Garrett Wilson, who um, who doesn't have a published RAS score, but his athleticism is really phenomenal, in my opinion. Uh, pretty good Big Ten corners and Cameron Mitchell uh, and Terrell Smith. Uh, I think we're kind of, you're probably kind of getting to scraping the barrel. I like Noah Daniels out of TCU. I do, too. Yeah, um, and, uh, so he's a guy that maybe you could get later. Stephen Gilmore, if I recall, is the brother of Stephon Gilmore. Is he? Um, if I if I remember that right, uh, not quite the player, that's for sure. Um, so I know Sterling question, Thomas. I, I like yeah. Sterling Thomas there. Um, there's a few guys, but I think that this is where it's kind of now we're the names are kind of at the end for yeah. at least. Uh, I agree for, for me. So I think I agree. you, you got to make them. So move currently here. we have pick 160, we have pick 172, and then we have 258, which is our dart throw. So I think we go corner here. And then yeah, I think I we go running back with our next selection. And then we just kind of go best available in the last one. Does that sound good? That sounds great. So I like Garrett Williams. Is there someone that you would rather make a pitch for? You know, I have to admit, I, I really like Garrett Williams as well. Um, and, and I think that, you know, his length it, it will, will work for him. So. Nice. There we go. Yep, and I think he's got to play inside out. So he's 5'10". I think he uh, he can play bigger receivers, but a good player in the slot. So if you have uh, Demari Mathis and Pat Sertan outside, uh, you have Kwan Williams and Garrett Williams in the dime inside. I think that that's a that's a pretty phenomenal duo. So yes, we're again at pick one seventy two. So on the board, uh, we have some pretty good players actually. Uh, yes, we Chandler do. Sabala, who phenomenal physical testing, um, some questions about his ability to stay on the field as well as developmental questions. Colby Wooden, defensive lineman out of Auburn, tested really well. I'm not sure about his consistency on the field, but uh, multiple. Wait. Jarrett Patterson, I think, can come in and play early on the interior line. So maybe I think a he's a guy who can there. play immediately. And I yeah, like you said. Uh, can play those three interior spots and and move between them like no issue. Uh, the question is, you know, would you take uh, Zavala over just because you know? Do you want to have a guard guard, you know, kind of solidified mm-hmm. with his with his size? Um, and again, that wide frame that that yeah. Sean Payne's looking for. That's a good question. Uh, that's a good question. So I also really like uh, Wooden. But we had yeah. talked about just having the opportunity to draft a running back that we think can come in and play. Uh, again, Keaton Mitchell, running back I really like, tests really well. Um, I think the Broncos really would need someone that, again, is the smaller kind of guy, can uh, mm-hmm. catch, you know, maybe 
change of pace kind of thing. So um, I, I would definitely be open for that uh, and would, would definitely like that. So I think uh, for, for me here, there's just a lot of names that still go with. So Deuce Vaughn is someone I like as well. Yeah. Um, really, there's plenty of running backs, honestly, still. When is the, the next mm-hmm. pick again? So we don't have a – so we have pick 172. Okay, so then we have our 258. 258. So, I think you got to take – like you said, we got to take the running back here. I like it. I like it. I think we can make an argument to do that. You know, we could always try maybe to slip down. Uh, yeah. Maybe see if there's a opportunity. We're going to take a swing, and we're going to call up our old friends in Tampa one more time who uh, were big jerks. But uh, uh, we're going to see maybe – They have five picks left, you know. Yeah, see maybe if we can pick up a back end seventh round, which we did. So now we moved back to pick 181. We'll kind of let the uh the draft sort itself out. So pick 181. Jared Patterson still on the board. Running backs that are available. Uh so Deuce Vaughn, who yeah. uh who is who essentially is Darren Sproles. Kansas Basically. State small guy, uh, of course. Um and there's some guys that uh, can be starters. I forgot. Dwayne McBride is a player I like, 5'10", 215. I think he has starter potential. Uh, Chris Rodriguez is a bull in a China shop. Uh, yes, he with, is. Uh, uh, with Kentucky. So I think, again, there's But do you think he offers there. anything different from Williams, honestly, or, or um, no, John? I don't think so, but I'm operating this as we're not going to see Javante until week 9 or 10. So, okay. uh, you know, I'm going on, you know, Samaj P. Ryan, I think is kind of a – your third round, we can assume probably that Latavius Murray will be on this roster. Uh, so maybe right. that doesn't make this as big of a need. Uh, but I also really do like, you know, a, a matchup guy out of the backfield that can, can go. Keaton Mitchell is a little bit bigger at five, seven, one, about 180. Um, and then you have Muhammad Ibrahim, who is about five, seven, two, ten. So just a human um, bowling ball. Uh, but yeah, I really, like, you know, I like Deuce Vaughn. I think he's a guy that gives you something different. Uh, you know, yeah. he's he's not, you know, buck one eighty. He's uh, at five five. That's that's a pretty muscular dude. Um, can't really see him. So uh, a guy that can uh, do some stuff that maybe most guys can't. And uh, I think that Sean Payton would love to have a guy like that. Yeah, I think uh, he loves his backs. I mean, we we've seen it when he's been able to use even yeah. with, you know, it's, yeah, he's a small a, back guy, you know, small yeah, backs uh, in a lot with just, with Sproles in in, yeah. in with the Saints, and again, even with you know Reggie Bush, he likes guys that have different abilities. So That's I right. agree. Let's go with yeah. uh, a running back here and, and kind of solidify that. Nice. All right, Deuce Vaughn. Going on the assumption that we're Latavius Murray is going to be back, so that kind of stacks our running back room. Right. Uh, we feel pretty good about, especially when Javante gets back. So the Broncos again are back up on. Ooh, and one pick before uh two fifty-two. Yeah. Uh Corey my Durden. my guy Corey Durden, uh, yeah. who I like. Oh, and Charlie Thomas went one pick. Yeah, I was also it. he's a guy I like. Uh yeah. For, I like uh, Anthony Jones. I think he's a good player. Uh Yasir Abdullah out of Louisville is another guy I like. Yeah, they uh um TJ Bass Bass was a, a was starter for a long time at Oregon and Josh Weil, yeah. who for Cincinnati was uh you know, he's a really good player. Um, however, you know, they're not there. What can we do? So we're going to go ahead and look around and see what we got. There's a couple names that I really like that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, so Earl Bostic Jr. tested really well out of Kansas. So yes. Raz of 9.465309. I think he's a really nice developmental piece. Um, and then I am not going to try. Uh, yeah, I am. So uh, Malaha Salah, uh, Umwave La'alu out of Oregon, probably uh, rough that up. But you know what? He deserves me to take, like, he deserves the dignity of me taking yes. a shot. Yeah. That's his name. Pretty respectable RAS score. So 6'5, 317, uh, 8.85. My thought would be get a, developmental, you take... get a developmental tackle. Um, yeah. There are some and pretty then... good starter level or, or contributors um, at D line, in my opinion. However, um, I think that they might be there later. And uh, we could also go specialist because, um, you know, maybe there's a kicker that can come in and contribute. My man, Jake Moody, uh, is a pretty good player. But uh, my pitch would be developmental left tackle and then kind of best player on the board with our last selection. So, again, we have picked 252 and 258. Uh, what's your thoughts? What uh, Which way would you like to, to sway, my man? 
I agree. I think the Broncos needed a developmental tackle. I think with the way the, the board has gone, that would be the position to fit, and that's where the depth is needed. I like so I, it. I take a look at that. I really do like Bossick Jr., like you were saying earlier. I think uh, Connor Gal- Galvin, uh, he's more of a guard uh, who they have listed mm-hmm. as a tackle here. Yeah. Um, so I think, again, the way I'm looking at these is a lot of the other names. Ryan Hayes, he's more of a guard now. Mm-hmm. I think that this is someone that you're looking at with uh, being one of the last kind of tackle tackles that you can develop yeah. with uh, the size and, and the requirements. Yeah. So I like Robosic just because he played against, you know, uh, power five talent uh, and, and held up fairly well. I think with a, another year of really good coaching, Jake Witt, Northern Michigan tackle, just kind of checked him out a little bit. Rascar 9.8. However, I uh, played against really porous um, competition there at Northern Michigan. So I think Bostic, I think he's a draftable prospect in the seventh round. You might get yourself a steal. Uh, yeah. Mom is athletic enough maybe to play inside out. So that would be my vote. I think these are these to me are essentially free picks yeah, that we're taking. Dart so see what you can do. Yeah, I agree. Take that dart right. and then like finishing it. out the draft Take here. That dart. No. So we have a few selections. So my opinion is always kind of go best player available. Uh, Evan Hall, running back at a Northwestern. You know, he can always add to the room. Brian Young, who I think um, it didn't I, test I, well, uh, is. Uh, but he's a, a productive player who probably got some really nice NFL coaching. Uh, yes. Carl Brooks, which is interesting. I think he was a guy that was rated higher early. Um, I've, I've really seen people definitely later. like him. I think he's more mm-hmm. of a three-tech, which yeah. uh, would be just the reason why I probably would not go yeah. with him. Uh, but yeah, Andre you know, Coburn, who's uh, about 336, if we wanted to look for kind of a true nose tackle. Attacking, um, yeah. Who uh, who maybe could come in and contribute? There's also- I mean I, I know who I would go with here. He's not on uh, Pro Football Network's draft simulator with mm-hmm. uh, Coletto uh, Jet Coletto, um, but you know he had a visit with the Broncos. He's a fullback. He's played um, you know yeah, halfback. I think we go for him. He is right here. He's he, just do they really have him back. on here? Yeah, wow, we're gonna they, go ahead and uh, take him. They, so they have him listed Coletto. as a tight end, but for yeah, me, Jack you know, of all trades. Yes, he's you a, need someone to come in emergency and quarterback. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take that. You know, Love connect it. the dots. So to kind of finish us up here before we uh, we sign off for the day. So pick 67, refused all trades, took our starting center, or hoped to be starting center. Uh, Joe Tittman out of Wisconsin took his teammate, Keanu Benton, who we think can come in and contribute right away at pick 68, defensive lineman out of Wisconsin. Tight end Luke Schoenmaker. Out of Michigan, at pick 128, pick 148, we follow that up uh, with Michael Wilson, wide receiver out of Stanford. Uh, one of the selections that we were able to move around and trade for. Garrett Wilson, I'm sorry, Garrett Williams. Michael Wilson was a pick before out of Stanford. Garrett Williams, cornerback out of Syracuse, who we think is a nice developmental piece. Deuce Vaughn, who we hope will be this version of Darren Sproles. Running back out of Kansas, shorter guy who can uh, play in space and catch the ball. Tell me if you've heard that before. And then Earl Bostic, tackle out of Kansas, really good athlete, probably needs some time to develop and uh, at least provide some depth to a pretty thin group, I would say. Uh, So two offensive linemen in this draft, and then Jack Coletto, kind of a jack of all traits, Coletto, we'll call him that. Tight end, do-it-all, fullback, et cetera, out of Oregon State. So that one is just maybe a connect-the-dots pick. Uh, we think a guy that can come in, contribute in a, in a variety of ways, Taysom Hill style, um, who yeah. for Sean Payton can probably utilize him. Um, and he did have a visit with the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's so a, he's a guy know. that they're interested in at minimum, probably to see what, you know, what position do you want to play? You know, if we were to use you like this, what'd your thoughts yeah. be? Uh, he's That'd also a guy I think that can play special teams. Uh, oh, so, definitely. for instance, I think Schoenmaker is athletic enough to play special teams. You know, if you're getting the fourth, fifth, sixth round. That's what you're looking at. Michael Wilson, tough nose uh, receiver out of Stanford, I would assume. Play some good special teams. Garrett Williams, I believe, could be a good special teams player. And then obviously Jack Coletto, I think, has the makeup to be a good special teamer. Yeah, of maybe course. Benton, uh, maybe Bostic, you know, obviously in, um, in some of the uh, field goal block, et cetera. Uh, but you're not really looking at defensive linemen and offensive linemen as. Uh, for special teamers when it comes to that, unless you kind of get an edge guy. Uh, so I think we got a couple guys that contribute on special teams and uh, nailed, you know, added to our running back room. 
added some depth at minimum to our offensive line. Hopefully uh, um, a starter in there added a, you know, made a contributor day one, I think, or at least year one starter upside in Schoenmaker, uh, Wilson, who can raise the floor of that receiver room. Uh, and again, maybe, you know, makes uh, another player with a bigger contract expendable. And uh, Garrett Williams, who I think has some starter upside. So overall, I think we did a good job. To all those listening, let us know. Drop yes. a little bit of uh, thoughts in here on how we did. Uh, John, any final thoughts before we go? On no, this I think this was. I think this was a great exercise. I mean, if you don't want to go for these names, name by name, obviously, just take a, kind of the concept that we're going with here and what we're doing in terms of why we're building a team like this. So uh, maybe these aren't the names you exactly go with or, or, or your guys, but. Um, when it when it comes to this, at least look at the structure, and I think that's the biggest point of uh, what we did here. Amen. Well put. Well put. Well, for uh, for John and J two who couldn't be here with us today, he's okay. He's just busy. Um, for the Orange Brew Podcast again, I am the Doctor Nicholas Manning with my man John Cronenberg. Find us again on the Twitter uh, and other various avenues of social media at orange underscore and underscore brew. Uh, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Take care of one another. And most of Go all, Broncos. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Your Majesty, Sir Richard has arrived home from his quest. Sir Richard, you slayed the dragon, and for your boldness, a choice of fabulous rewards, exotic pelts, rare gems, or riches the likes of which you've never seen. With more than 10 million in prizes, and the best odds of winning $300, should you choose them, ultimate riches await thee. May thy boldness be rewarded with the new ultimate riches scratcher from DC Lottery. Please play responsibly.